It's Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the Thoughts of Redemption podcast, where we celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. Thank you so much for tuning into this latest episode of the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. On this episode, I'm featuring a special guest, my friend Wayne Ferguson, who is the creator of Christians Who Think on YouTube, as well as a pastor at the Graffiti Church in Manhattan. And so me and Wayne came together to have a conversation on the attributes of God, where we chose four attributes that have had a direct impact into our lives and is practical in understanding how we live our lives for God overall. So I pray that this episode is a blessing for you and it helps and encourages you to learn more about the God that we serve as well as see his impact on your life up until this point. So enjoy. So when it comes to God, there's a lot of mystery that surrounds him. People conceive of it as mysterious and you ne- you can't really know him. Uh, but, you know, for me, Lamar, and for, for Wayne here, yeah. um, really, we have really um, understood and ha- understood the impact of the character of God in our lives. And in the Christian faith, it's known as the attributes of God. And so, you know, for me and for Wayne, we each chose two attributes that we saw um, that um, has it impacting us personally, but it's just something that the, the, the those kind of um, of characteristics are of God are really shown in our lives and how, how it, it really impacts our lives on a daily basis. Yeah. And and I think it's important, the, the daily basis component, impacting our lives on a daily basis part is really important. Mm-hmm. Part of why it matters for us to explore the attributes of God in the first place is because God expects us to apply what we know about him in our lives so it's not about getting information but more getting applicable information about god so that we can properly navigate our lives as christians and if not christians understanding why we should explore christ yeah 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 Yeah, man and so for me to to just start it off real quick um an attribute that's my personal favorite um just as a person um that really has impacted my life and is really relevant is is the wisdom of God and you know wisdom is really just being able to use information and knowledge in, in just a skillful way and it's and even just being able to um, uh, maneuver in what's 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 uh, what's good and why and, wisdom why is it your favorite um it's my favorite because you know it's, it's one thing to accumulate a lot of information mm-hmm. but it's another thing to be able to step back and say, Hmm, this is probably good, but it might not be good for me. Mm. Or this might be something that um, looks good now, but ultimately is not good. And so, you know, I have to actually, you know, when sometimes if you learn from experience, you may experience the consequences and you can learn and gain knowledge that way. But when you have wisdom, you can even step back before you even enter into the experience mm. and be able to say, hmm, let me make a wise judgment here and not do that. Oh, let me make a wise judgment and do this. Mm. And yeah. so that's why it really yeah. stands out to me. All right, cool, and, um, cool, cool. You know, and when it comes to, to God and, and just seeing his wisdom, um, just for me in my life, I know there's a lot that comes with just living life. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of decisions that you have to make. There's a lot of circumstances that are even beyond your control. Um, and there's just so many ways that... Um, life can go yeah and yeah, yeah. results can happen and yeah. so for me just seeing god's wisdom in my daily life is being able to see um that even when i'm able to plan my way 
many of the plans that we make in our lives as, as people, as human beings, and yet we're able to see the direction of our steps be made by God because he's wise. And because yeah, yeah, yeah. even if he allows certain things, even if he directs certain things, um, literally he's able to um, direct us in wisdom. He's not just saying, oh, go this way, go that way, because I'm just haphazardly doing it. Like, people would do like normal humans would do or whatever yeah. but he actually has a, a means by which to do things yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's really conducive to your success and well-being yeah yeah and then part of what, what comes to my mind as you share what you're sharing is is generally speaking how most people understand wisdom is wisdom is the application of knowledge right and so and so understanding that god is all-knowing which is an attribute his all-knowing nature right. which is not necessarily one of the attributes we're going to cover but but since god is all-knowing right he's able to apply his wisdom in all areas of my life the lives of the people around me the lives of the people that i don't necessarily know the lives of the people at my job you know when bad things happen but it turns out good right. his wisdom since he knows everything is is uh, impacting everything around me in a good way since he wants good for us so i just that that's one of the things that came to my mind you know since god knows everything and wisdom is the application of knowledge mm -hmm. that's why god is able to direct my steps your steps right like you mentioned god's directing our steps as we make plans right god's able to do that god's able to direct our steps because he knows where we're going and where we shouldn't be he's able to apply his wisdom based off of what he knows about us long before we even do or what we want to do right yeah, yeah. right man and it's just yeah. like you know you can I know it can be hard sometimes to see yeah. um, in life where you may go through situations that are hard. You may go through things where you literally can't explain it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what helps and gives peace and what gives security yeah. is just knowing that there's wisdom that is attached to this. Everything yeah. from how God saves us through Christ to how we build our family the yeah, way that we have yeah. even a family unit the way we have built community there's wisdom just is, is intertwined with it if you just look at nature and you just see the way that things are orchestrated it's just just the immense amount of wisdom that he has it's just yeah. really encouraging and yeah man so i just just really appreciate his wisdom and i just appreciate you know the, is it something about just the intricacies of life and yeah. how he's god is able to like line them up and and like timing and like really being able to um, help us even yeah, apply yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. the knowledge that's out there yeah. in a way that would help us lead a, a godly life. Yeah. Just a wholesome life. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah it's like without, without wisdom, without wisdom, nothing that we know will ever really be applicable. Right. right? And this is where understanding God's wisdom helps us understand that God is an appliable God, right? Mm -hmm. So he is not a distant God that um, is sitting on a throne detached from his people, from his creation. He is right. a uh, personal God, personal, appliable. When he does something in your life, it's for your life and the life of the people around, yes. right? So it's not, it's not a, God is not a God that is, unappliable that is distant that is disconnected right. how many people might understand him to to be so that's why it makes sense the, the god's attribute of wisdom is it's really key to his 
character yes. to the yeah. kind of God that the Bible describes him to be an applicable guy. He's a personal applicable God. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I, I would love to hear from from you. Mm -hmm. Like, what was what's one yeah. attribute that's really like relevant? Yeah. So for me, one of the attributes that I uh, think are it's important to identify is God's. Uh, immutability, which is also known in the Christian within the Christian faith as uh, God's uh, unchanging nature. Right, right. Uh, so within the Bible, which this might be something that confuses a, a, a number of people, not everybody, mm -hmm. but within the Bible, there are uh, different uh, time periods where it seems like God is doing different things mm -hmm. so for example within the old testament the first and largest component of the bible within the old testament we have what we call the mosaic law which is which is which essentially sets tone right. for the entire old testament right. in the new testament it begins with the birth birth death and resurrection of jesus christ right, right. right? and that's the tone for the entire new testament so now the general understanding of of God in regards to the Old Testament is that God is an angry God. But then it seems that he changes in the New mm -hmm. Testament, that he's really nice and kind and compassionate in the New Testament. And so that uh, misunderstanding is is uh, identified specifically in his attribute of his immutability. God doesn't change in the New and Old Testament. Right. And so we have to understand the, the, the how the two connect. And to be more specific... We see God's mercy clear as day within the Old Testament. Yes. One example is a uh, within the Mosaic Law, um, specifically in Exodus. This is also mentioned in the book of Leviticus. God says uh, that if you have a, a garden or, or you are harvesting fruit, vegetables, so that way you, you know, you're able to survive, right, right. that on the seventh year of the harvest, the seventh year, you are not supposed to uh, uh, glean or, or farm any of your harvest specifically for the foreigner and the stranger, right. right? So both the foreigner and the stranger, right? The people who are not part of God's quote unquote family are supposed to feed off of the people who are part of God's family. But right. God is telling them to make sure you do that. Now, why it's important to identify that that's part of the Mosaic law is that not doing that would be sin. So God is saying not providing for other people would be a sinful thing mm. if you you know, glean the corners of your harvest without right. leaving it for the poor and the foreigner. Right. So it's something like that that we also see happen within the New Testament. Within the New Testament, what do we see? Uh, what do we see um, Jesus himself do, mm -hmm. right? Jesus, when the people were the 5,000 that were following him, Jesus is God in the flesh. Right. When the 5,000 were following him and his disciples said, send them home. What did Jesus say? Jesus' response to his disciples was, I don't want them to go, essentially. I'm summarizing. I don't want them to go because they are like sheep without a shepherd, right? They don't have food. They can't provide for themselves, just like the poor and the foreigner in Exodus and Leviticus in the Old right. Testament. Right. And Jesus does what? He multiplies the food so that they are able to survive mm -hmm. and then gives it to his disciples gives it to his disciples for them to provide for the wow. people just like god gave the law for the uh israelites mm -hmm. to provide for the 
other people, right. right? So we see God do the same things in the Old and in the New Testament. His mercy doesn't change. The long one of the longest chapters in the uh, Old Testament is in the Psalms, has one uh, term that repeats over and over again, and that is God's love is unchanging. Mm. So again, the idea that God in the Old Testament is is mean and God in the New Testament is is kind is inconsistent. God is kind in both the Old and New Testament. Right, and that, that's that's yeah. really important because honestly, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. It's it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but I can understand why people would see that. You know, the God of the Old Testament is this vengeful God and he's just, he's ready to strike you down and Jesus is all full of love and things of that nature. But you would see even in the Old Testament, God says like, I I have loved you with an everlasting love. He would even go in as far as to, to use a prophet to, to marry someone who's unfaithful, yeah. an unfaithful woman. And literally married to just show a picture of how much he loves those who don't love him back the same way. Exactly. And it's just exactly. amazing to see how unchanging God is because this is the very same God that would um, punish sin is the same God that would save sinners, that would defend those that are defenseless. Exactly. And would, would reach out for them. Like you yeah. really can see that. Yeah, exactly. And then another another uh, story that came to my mind as, as you were talking was, was God says that in the Old Testament, again, the Old Testament is where people think God is angry and mean. He tells the Israelites, the, the what we now call the Jewish people, he says to them that you are not to mistreat a foreigner. Right. Why? Because you were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Mm-hmm. So God is telling his chosen people to do what? Treat everyone with the same respect that I am treating you. Since right. I rescued you and you were a foreigner, right. when foreigners come through, that you are supposed to be nice to them too. So we want to, when we're looking again, when we're looking at God's being unmerciful in the right. in the old testament we yeah. want to remember he's not he's not unmerciful in the old testament he is merciful in the old testament right. and in the same thing uh jesus sent his disciples into how much of the world the whole world right. preaching the gospel of peace mm-hmm. right so it's not a matter of again God is only focusing on certain people and everyone else is excluded mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Everyone's included in the New Testament. And we see the foreigners included in the Old Testament mm-hmm. as well. God wanted all people. Yeah. We see that a consistent thread throughout yeah. the entire Bible. Yeah. And, and just to share real quick, just yeah. personally, for me, I went through a time period. Um, I was going to a Christian college yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I literally encountered doubt for the first time in my walk been saved for since i was young yeah and encountered that doubt why because of the old testament because yeah. of the things that was, was said in there yeah and i couldn't yeah. reconcile at the time what was going on and then i asked him i asked him myself and this is important because you can really ask him it doesn't have to be yeah. like a whole big production yeah i asked yeah. him god yeah. i don't know if i can believe you anymore yeah i need you to help me and I know that you've done these things. I'm just struggling right now. I just need yeah. you to help me. That makes and sense. He literally helped me, and he showed me his. That one of the things he showed me was his immutability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't know yeah, I, the word at the time, but he was really showing me his consistency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So you said that you had two attributes that yes, yeah, yeah that were uh, key for you. What mm-hmm. was the second one? All right. So now we be using two big words now. Yes. Uh, so yes. for me, it, it's what's known as imminence. Yes. Um, and basically, in short, it means. The nearness, okay. the nearness of God, gotcha. and so 
um, just that is really profound because even when we just talked about the wisdom before and how sometimes when we see life happen and the circumstances that happen in our lives and we feel that God is far away, there is in the character of God, there is a nearness yeah. that he just shows that he's, he's near to his people. He's near to, for anybody to call on him if they are able to trust in him and it's for his salvation. Yeah. And he's able to reveal him, his presence in our lives. There have been times where I'm literally even, I'm in New York City, so we're yeah, in New yeah. York City, so mm-hmm. I'll be riding the subways and I can just feel a sense yeah, just yeah. the presence of God with me. Yeah. And he's he's just a, a comfort. And, and even... As Jesus said when he, he said he had to leave. I've been reading this in the Bible recently. Yeah. He had to leave and it's, it's a benefit to us. We, we, we oftentimes really want Jesus to be like right before us, right in our face. Yeah. And, you know, if I could just see him, you know. But Jesus said a thing that may, may not make sense to us. I need to go because I, I need to send someone just yeah. like me. Yeah, he yeah, sent yeah, yeah, the yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. so that he can walk right alongside of us and to dwell in us. Like Literally, the eminence of God plays a part in our entire lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then what I appreciate about the two attributes that you chose is that both of them apply to God's appliability, right? So so it's like wisdom. God's wisdom is, is based on the fact that he knows everything. Since he knows everything, he can apply everything correctly. But then, but knowing that God is actually present, that he's before me, right? That he, again, he's not distant, right? He's, he's a personal God. That also helps me to realize, right, that, that when I am walking down the street and I might feel depressed, he is fully aware of that, not on a mental level, mm-hmm. but on an experiential level. I mean, a good example of this is is uh, John chapter 11. Jesus, he was so close to Lazarus that when Lazarus died, he cried yeah. right yeah. so so again the imminence of god is not a a it's not a and it's not a a, a a knowledge thing yeah god knows all about us right. right and he knows how to interact around us without us necessarily knowing he's right next to us mm-hmm. but he also is close enough to us to feel the pain that yeah. we feel yeah. so when we are depressed we're not we're not depressed uh we're not depressed and then god doesn't feel anything we're depressed and god also feels that depression very yes. keenly but yeah. because He's all powerful. He can handle it in a way that we cannot handle it, mm-hmm. right? But just like you know, knowing that God is 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 near, right? It's mm-hmm. a, that's why I appreciate about the wisdom and eminence. Is both of those attributes are very key to God's applicability yeah. to the to the Christian. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, man, mm-hmm. and it really just shows the depths of the depth of His love because yeah. the fact that in His character there's a nearness that God has. And yet there's a problem yeah. that he has to actually rectify. And that's our our shortcomings, our sins, our faults. Yeah. And 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 you know, it's, it's these things and we experience this in our life too. Yeah, exactly. When we when we, when we commit a violation of the yeah. relationship, exactly. it causes like a distance. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So much so that you can be in the same room and you feel like there's such a distance. Yeah. And yet you have to literally um, reconcile that. Yeah. And God went to such great lengths to bring reconciliation yeah. between him and us yeah. when we were once enemies of God and, and yet now he wants to make us friends and yeah. he literally wants to be with us. Yeah, exactly. So he went through such great lengths to even yeah. give his life so that he can show his eminence. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, like, like I'm saying, just like how just in, in, with the, the salvation that God made, he brought that eminence and 
you know, and, and I, I think this may tie in a little bit to one of the last attributes you yeah, want to I'm sure the, la- yeah. the attributes of God tie in all together, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, one yeah. I think really ties in. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and so the last attribute that I, I think is, is really good for us to know on a, on a basic level is is God's attribute of, of love. Um, so how does that play out in the Bible? So, so we have to understand first, right, that God's attribute of love is distinctly different than how we identify love in the American context mm-hmm. and in any other context that might exist on the earth. Right. So was, here's an example, right? Um, love for many people uh, within America is, oh, you know, you, you're, you're, you, you're kind to a person, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind to a person. Um, you spend a lot of time with the person, yeah. right? You know, but you, you keep away from the sensitive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the sensitive stuff isn't something that you 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 touch because if you love someone you're not going to bring up the hard things you're just going to be with them right mm-hmm. right that some people understand love to be that way other people might see it differently right but why why that's different in the uh bible specifically in the new testament mm-hmm. we see jesus get in someone's life in a way that most people would be unwilling to do right. so right. so check this out so we see jesus reach out and touch a man with leprosy in order to heal him. So why does that matter? First, understanding leprosy. Leprosy was a contagious disease, right? That, or is today known as Hansen's disease, if you want to look up what that, oh, that does. I did not know to, that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so you can look that up and figure out what, what does that do to the body, right? But essentially, this is something that a person can contract by touch. Mm, so if a person right, touched right. a person that was leper, they contracted leprosy. Right. Now... A person, this person, the person that I'm mentioning in the Bible that uh, had the skin disease of leprosy, he had that for many years. Mm -hmm. Now, what a person with leprosy would not experience is the touch of a loved one, right? A touch of anybody. And so in order to heal the person, Jesus, instead of instead of speaking to the person's problem, he touches the person's problem, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus in many parts of the Bible, all he did, like the centurion soldier's daughter that died, he right. said that he, it says that he spoke and that uh, centurion's daughter came back to life. Right. Lazarus, Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't put his hands on Lazarus, mm-hmm. Lazarus to bring him back to the dead, from the dead. But then we see Jesus specifically put his hands on the leper. Yeah. He could have spoke to the problem, but he touched it. Mm-hmm. God's love is super specific and super close, right? And so where the, for the, and in, in the American context, where, where love might be loved from a distance, right? I'm going to care for the person without getting too close, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where we don't see God's love that way, right? Mm-hmm. So now, what what's different, right? So all the, the first three attributes that were mentioned, they, they're, at, they're attributes that we need to understand about God so we can properly apply God to our lives. One of the things that's specifically important about God's love is that we sometimes will read the Bible, we'll see Jesus do things, and then we'll expect people to be exactly like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so what was happening is that we're starting to put people uh, or put expectations on people that they that they don't that they can't manage, right. right? And so, why it's important to specifically understand, right, that God's attribute of love is God's attribute of love, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we don't want to start to tell people that they need to be that way with us when they aren't able to be that way with us, mm-hmm. right? So now, with a with a let's say a marriage a couple between uh, a married couple, a man and a woman, right? When they when they're married, this kind of love makes sense right but 
But when we go through life and we expect everybody to show us that kind of love that Jesus showed to the leper, we're going to we're going to unfairly expect people to do things that they really can't do. Mm. So so we want to put God's love in the category that only God can express, mm. right? And and not force people to be that way. We want to be Christ-like, gotcha. right? But being gotcha. Christ-like does not mean that we're the Messiah. Right. So, so for example, in a uh, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, it is unfair, right, for a person to go into a relationship expecting the other person to save them, mm. right? Mm. Right? God saves. We help God. Right and his work of saving, but we're not we're not the God of people's lives. So the love that comes from God, we should only expect it to come from God. And when it comes from other people, we're we're not gonna we expect them to care for us, respect us, right? When we're married, that's a different story. That's now <laughs> now that kind of love is 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 full. There's a fullness there, right? So it's like Christ says, "Husbands love your wives like Christ loved the, the church, church." Right, yes. right. So, but it doesn't say, uh, "Best friend, love your best friend like Christ loved the church," mm-hmm. or, or, or girlfriend, boyfriend, love your girlfriend or boyfriend like Christ loved the church. Right. So, it's just we want to we want to put correct boundaries on that attribute. We want to see God's love correctly and correctly means don't put it don't put other people in a position or force them to have to match up to that right. when they aren't able to do that right, right. Yeah, right. that's my that and was that's my, so yeah. good man like you don't want to to match it up and it helps us because it gives us the right foundation for when we do strive to walk like christ yeah like and it's crazy that you chose love because literally for this year for me the concept of in Ephesians where it speaks about being yeah. rooted and grounded in the love of Christ yeah. is something that God is really um, like drilling into me, yeah. really showing me. It's like, and He's doing it through exposing. Yeah, He's exposing areas of my life. I'm dating right now, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's exposing areas of my life where there's selfishness there, there's yeah. pride there, yeah. and I'm just like, whoa! Like I know I wasn't perfect. I know I'm always striving to, to be perfected in Christ and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you see it. Because because you're, you're trying to be Christ-like and you know what the love of God is. You know that um, only God is able to love with that character of yeah, love. Yeah, but yeah. then he has us to reflect that love yeah. and to, to really be perfected in that in, the, in those ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start to really see, wow, man, like I really can't do it like God can do it. Yeah, I need his help. I exactly, need him to expose exactly, it. I need him to really exactly. fill me and to, to lead me in his love so that yeah. I can do things like that yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yes yeah. yes yeah man so wow this is this is really good i, yeah. I love it um I, i'm really looking forward to even having future discussions yeah exactly like exactly talk about more guys attributes yeah right? man yes, absolutely. yes 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 but uh yeah before we go um yeah. wayne share, share with the people um so, where yeah. they can find you yeah yeah so uh my email is ferguson F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N-W-L-J at gmail.com. And our YouTube that is connected to our email is Christians Who Think. Yes. And so, and I'm Lamar um, from Thoughts of Redemption. Um, It is a website where we encourage people to celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. And also just advocate for mental health. And so where you can find me is on YouTube, uh, Thoughts of Redemption. So we're going to have the video uploaded on both of our channels. Um, So you can find me on Thoughts of Redemption. For social media, uh, for Twitter, it's underscore T-O Redemption. For Facebook, search Thoughts of Redemption. The page will come right up. Uh, For Instagram, Thoughts of Redemption, the same thing. Um, If you want to reach me, my email, uh, I've received a great email the other day. Um, It's very encouraging. So if you really want to email me and send me any messages, thoughtsofredemption at gmail.com. And last but not least, 
you can go right to the website at, at thoughtsofredemption.com and you can check out the blog, um, videos, um, piece, um, podcasts, everything. You can find everything on there. And uh, yeah. All right.